Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 106 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your go-to DMV sports podcast. What is going on, folks? It is the dog days of summer. We got baseball. Ugh. We've got um, the the throws of uh, NBA finals, NHL finals are almost upon us. And in this town, it's all Washington Commanders all the time. Ah, it's been a while. How are we doing, boys? Don't even know why we're having a podcast. I don't either. Before August. Here's well, the deal. It's to appease the masses of fans that have been texting and emailing. They've been hitting Jeremy up on Twitter saying, the guys, where the, the fuck is the content? It is, Let's to, go. It is to appease the ladies. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Oh, Jeremy. Right. Always appease the ladies. <laughs> Absolutely well, you know, We're right. your go-to podcast if you don't mind every three weeks during the summer. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah teams can... Win and lose and fold and have injuries. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So we're just going to shoot yeah. the shit tonight like we normally do, let's face it. Whether we have content or not, it's really not that uh, substantive. But any in any event, um, really not a whole lot going on locally in the DMV as far as live sports go. Again, the Nats and O's aren't very good. <clears throat> well, um, we'll give a little props to Terps baseball for a Yes, I, will, hell of a I, I would like to actually talk Terps baseball real, real quick, even though it's going to bore the shit out of Jerry. That's okay. Um, he doesn't pay attention half the time anyway. Um, but uh, what'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this. Congrats to uh, Terps lacrosse. Jerry declared it the worst, most boring national championship game of all time. Honestly, yeah. I, I, in, in defense of myself, <laughs> in defense of um, myself. when I was watching this game, you know, I'd watched a couple before. Um, Maryland looked like maybe the greatest college team ever. I mean, they were unstoppable. And perhaps my expectations were too great that you know, they wouldn't have 20 turnovers. And, right. Um, just <clears throat> look kind of shitty um, and, and sloppy. Mm-hmm. And they looked really fucking tired. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. And so I think I, I just couldn't remark. I mean, I, I I was frustrated with how they were playing. And the people I was watching uh, the games with, they were like, this is the worst we've seen them play. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of the... Maryland basketball championship, mm. you know, because remember how bad that game against Indiana Yeah, that game was not good. It was not what was good. the final score? You always remember it. Wasn't it like 62-56? Yeah, 62-54. Yeah, it, was, it was like sh- shitty. Oh, what? A shitty product. A- absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's one of those games where if you're not a fan of the, one of the teams, you're not probably going to pay too much attention to it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So Ironically, it got the highest ratings of any lacrosse championship since like 2008. And I when think I think it, it was Maryland, North Carolina, or something right, like and that. I think it's because Maryland was bingo was was uh, you know propped up as is this uh, all time. Well, team. I mean, so there have been undefeated lacrosse seasons prior. Virginia, yeah, um, but no one's won eighteen games. Right. Yep. So the only team in history to go eighteen and zero. Here's my quick take on it, and then I'll let Jeremy chime in because I think he watched more lacrosse than I did this year. I would argue that they probably were the greatest team of all time when you look at the stats. I mean, they mowed down teams throughout the year. They mowed down teams, yeah. I would think, I personally think last year's team was just as good, and you don't remember it because UVA pulled off the, the upset in the final. And, and Maryland almost came back and tied it up, and that left such a bitter taste in so many people's mouths. I think this year they played their game in the first half, they got off to the lead, and I think Tillman and the coaching staff tightened up, and they went, you know what? We are not going to get ahead of ourselves. And I, th- I think they went into a shell. I also think that they <laughs> were tired and beat up, mm-hmm. you know? <clears throat> you know, I agree with everything that was just said. I mean, you know, 
they were dominant all season. Um, I, I'm completely biased, so I would absolutely say best ever. Um, and it would have been proven with a, a more of a blowout in that final game. But, I mean, they blew everybody out all season long, except yep. for maybe Notre Dame in, like, the fourth game or whatever it was. <clears throat> yep. I mean, they destroyed good teams. I mean, you kind of felt bad for the announcers or some of these games because, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's 22-4 to four in the third yeah, quarter. Yeah, they were trying to like, find shit to talk yeah. about, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, Maryland, you know, let's, let's not care. So I wouldn't have any argument if anybody who – has more experience and, and knowledge than I do about lacrosse would say Maryland was the best because in reality they are the Alabama of lacrosse. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, are. I mean, absolutely. If they've lost one game in like two seasons, they're yeah, like 35 correct. and one or some shit, yep. crazy shit like that. Right? 100%. And um, so whether or not they either ran out of gas or, I mean, it's not, it's not like they were ever really challenged either. They were playing poorly and still in total control. There was never a time. Um, when I I would complain about it, right? mm-hmm. they're they may come back and they may lose, but at every time I actually thought, holy shit, you know, I, I was more just frustrated that they were playing poorly and mm-hmm. like weren't absolutely crushing it because yeah. I was looking forward to number one, like having twelve goals and like every time he got the ball or every time he got the you know the the ball in there he would score right and do some freaky shit. He looked like uh, for a large part of the game like he was just taken out of mm-hmm. it. And it was that other dude who had four goals in the first half. DeMaio, yeah. Yeah, he, he was really on fire. So, no, Well, not- here's the deal again. Any championship, in my eyes, is, is the greatest. Because Absolutely. Yeah. O- o- you only remember the champions, Absolutely. you know, especially in a niche sport like this. And that's why I'll say when people go back in five, ten years and go, how about those Maryland teams from 2021 and 2022, they're going to go, what about the 2021 team? Because there's no banner, right? They're, you know, yep. and and last year's team in that UVA game played a way better finals game than they probably did a couple weeks well, ago. The UVA yeah. was a better opponent. Certainly. U- U- yeah. UVA threw the kitchen sink at them offensively, and I think Cornell did the opposite. Cornell said, "We're going to keep Maryland to ten goals," and, Cor- and they and they did. Cornell's coach looked like he was six years old. Yeah, he was only what like twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, the the thing about Maryland is is. Next year, oh. you know, they're losing a ton, but they're also, it seems like everybody that played a major part was like a transfer from a different school. Well, here's the great part is because they had so many blowouts, including in big games, they had so many freshmen and sophomores who were your cream of the crop as far as recruits go, actually got real PT this year. Most schools, like good schools, like Rutgers, Syracuse, Princeton, whatever, they don't play freshmen and sophomores. Maryland had Maryland had a freshman score 28 goals this year. Nobody knows his name. And everybody's like, oh, it was garbage time. And I'm like, yeah. And then he comes in as a sophomore, and they just reload every single year. Well, you know, you had, do you guys know that there's a cat from Damascus on the Maryland lacrosse team? I did know that. Yeah. yeah. Number 10. He went to landed, and then. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, yeah, saw so his name on the roster. So I'm, I'm going sure to try to get him on the podcast. That, nice. that would be yeah. great. Yeah. It'd be a huge no, get. Was like Maltz, was, he you know, played a big role last season. This season, he was basically sitting behind – and I don't know if it was um, Chorus or uh, it was one of the transfers. Yep. Um, maybe Khan even, and, Donville, and, and, whatever and it you was. you nailed it in terms of the, the pedigree of the lacrosse program, like in Alabama and football, because if you go, oh, my God, they're losing a ton, not only do they have all those freshmen and stud sophomores, they're going to get a ton of transfers. Yeah. Right. Everybody I wants mean, to come and play I mean, they should be, there. you know, may, if not as good, they should be very good. They, they should they, be just they, as they good, pretty good. much. Well, maybe not, again, not just as good because this is a – anomaly a little bit but the thing is you know like Todd said it's all about the win because 
Maryland has been awesome. I mean, under, well, for a long time, but especially under Tillman. Mm-hmm. And what you know, but they're only they're only th- three and twelve in national championship games coming in. Only, only three and twelve. They've been you know, fifteen fucking yeah. national championships. But so get another. What you need to get the wins. Yeah. And they just because they've been you know uh, you know Final Four weekend Memorial Day weekend what six out of the last seven years or yeah, something like that. Right. And only one. Well, only one twice. Yeah. So it, hey, man, they got it done. Uh, all right, I'm gonna throw a little bit of cold water on the oh, go for it, dude. College across, right? Um, College lacrosse is kind of like women's basketball in that there may be a handful of teams that play it, but there's only a small few teams that are on the level that can actually win it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably five teams out there, um, and they probably won it before, that really can uh, win a national championship, I think. And honestly, it's not like women's basketball. It's like football now. It's like college football mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Every year we're going to have Alabama, Georgia, Ohio right. State, and Clemson mm-hmm. of some order, right? right? And then you're um, gonna be like, and then there's gonna be all those next tier of your Notre Dames. Let's right. say your Oregon's, and everybody's like, oh. But then when you talk to a real football guy, they're like, there's no fucking way they're yeah. gonna. They're and gonna then make once the in a blue moon, like a team like Cincinnati will sneak mm-hmm. in, but they'll be gone. They have a one track, yeah, right? Sure. No, I so, think you're actually pretty close there, Jerry. I mean, four or five teams a year, and they're usually the same teams. Or it's let's say there's a top eight. And then every year, half of them will probably be your final four, but there'll be one. You know, yep. maybe it's Cornell this year, whatever sure. it was. There'll be also one other that will really contend. Mm-hmm. That's no, why that's I look fair. at it. That's fair. So the the guys I was watching the game with um, are lacrosse players and pretty high level lacrosse players in high school, and the consensus was is you know, hey, why don't you guys want to go to Maryland, right? And I don't. Even, I'm so naive. I don't know <laughs> like if it's even possible. But the consensus that I got is. It's hard to go to Maryland because of all the transfers they get. Mm-hmm. Um, and there may be a focus on transfers rather than taking kids right out of high school. Interesting. Now, I assume the elite of the elite can go, right? But, but if, you're, if you're a good player and you have multiple offers of, of other schools, um, you may not get an offer from Maryland. Mm. Like, it's kind of hard to get an offer from Maryland That's given interesting. the fact that they yeah. – well, look at Wisnowskis. Yeah. Went to Syracuse for, for the freshman, transferred after that, and then came the program leader in touring. Right. You know, after, later, it's almost like you got to go to MC before you go to Maryland. Yeah, right, right. But then I don't understand because Maryland had like 100 kids on their team. Yep. So <laughs> um, do you want to go to a place where you're going to maybe be on the team? Obviously, scholarships for lacrosse, they're not full scholarships. Um, so even if you um, – maybe a couple of them are. But the sure. lion's share of scholarships are, hey, we'll pay for, you know, your student union. Mm-hmm. Um food <laughs> you but, get like a per diem yeah that's <laughs> but, not bad actually uh, <laughs> but do, you know, do, do you want to uh uh you know do you want to go so it, it wasn't as because i just assumed that if tillman called you say yes and you really don't care who else is looking but there's more to it it's, yeah. it's hard to get that call from tillman <clears throat> yeah. by the way everybody loves him oh like all the kids just, that go to camps and say he's a really nice guy and very personable um he looked like he was having a hard time keeping his eyes open. Maybe that's just his manners of the when he gets interviewed. Mm. Um, it was like a little bit funny, but hey, props to them. Yeah, pretty yep. props. Um, yep. I assume that they will will be giving them props again next year. And if they don't win a national championship, everybody's going to be distraught. Even if they win sixteen games, sixteen <laughs> games, right? So yeah, now good on them. And like you said, they'll they'll reload. They'll be back. It's nice to have the hardware. It is, man. It's it always feels good, good to have man. a local team feels win. feels good. Hell yeah. All right, so before we get into some uh, NHL talk and then the commanders, um, real quick, Maryland baseball had a, a record-setting year for them, and, and unfortunately their season ended late last night, but it was a hell of a run. Um, 
and it was really, really cool to see them get to host uh, a regional site because, Jerry, it's been a long time since you've been on campus. You remember that baseball stadium from back in the day, right? I do. And it hasn't changed. Yeah. And for them to host a regional there was a big fucking deal for them. So I was, I was happy for them. I was there on Saturday, and there was nobody in the outfield stands. Yeah. For so the early game, there was nobody. And it was, when when it Maryland was, was playing Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah there was yeah. nobody during the day. But Friday, it was packed. It was sold out Friday. The, the Saturday early games were blah, and then the Saturday night game was completely packed. packed. And then last night yeah. was sold out. Yeah, so I so I walked by there to go to the student union to get some lunch. It's got a Chick-fil-A in there. Nice. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> Tasted so good. Um, but uh, so I did notice that. But, you know, I was <laughs> I was begging people tailgating for a beer. <laughs> I just, you know, you're out there for hours just standing around doing oh, nothing. Yeah. And, and, you know, you just want a beer. Um, but I, I didn't do that. You didn't go down to the little beer tent area? No, I mean, we still had games to go, and I didn't want gotcha. to have a beer and be like, hey, get, you know, get in this defense, motherfucker. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Um, <laughs> be that guy. Um, now, so last night's game was unfortunate. Uh, bottom line is Maryland pitching staff just ran out of gas. Yep. Um, we knew that was going to happen going in, and the guys he needed just couldn't, they couldn't get outs. Um, but I will say a big fat fuck you to the umpire. That guy. What was his name? Dickhead? Or was it, it was Jeff, I think it was Jeff Head, actually. Jeff but. Head is his name. Tell, tell us what happened. I didn't see it. Uh, here's the deal. The guy was just a shit show the entire game. No, entire series. Or entire entire weekend, series. I mean, yeah. um, it, the play that has everybody up in arms is Maryland stormed back, and it was 10-8 to eight in the eighth inning. I saw that score. And It was like the Trey Turner play in the World Series. And Bubba Aline, there's a guy on third with one out, and Bubba grounds out to first. Well, he grounds out, but... He's running it out down the line, and the pitcher goes to make the throw and basically throws the ball into right field. And then the first baseman and Bubba Lean collide with each other. And everybody's like, what the hell just happened? So the guy comes home from third. They collide. The ball's sitting in right field. And the home plate umpire runs up, looks at Bubba, and says, you're out, and then pulls the guy who ran home back to third. And he said that he ran on the infield side of the grass, which is – runner interference but the first baseman also cannot block first base which is what he did so it was kind of like which interference takes precedent i i saw the explanation from medhurst you know he's not he's in like a high school lump yeah whatever Uh, he just said he said the problem was that the rule is written a certain way he said you never make that call ever that's first and foremost so it's terrible um, but he has an excuse because the rule book says so. And the second interference was the second, the one at first base is after the fact. Mm-hmm. It's after what he called. It. So by the rule book, he called it like it's you know he called it procedurally right. Like, but you just don't call that. <laughs> it's that simple. So whatever. <laughs> it, it, my my whole thing is, or again, our pitching staff was completely out of gas, and we spotted them six or five runs. You know, you're not going to win that game. So, six runs on one hit. Yeah. So. You know, whatever. Great season. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. It, it, it's always disappointing when it ends that way. But the, I think the funniest thing about that ump was the thread on Twitter. 
because SEC baseball is where it's at, right? Mm-hmm. All those SEC teams. Apparently, he's it was an SEC crew doing this regional, and they said he is the Angel Hernandez of college baseball. <laughs> right. They he, said this motherfucker he has inserts cost. himself yeah. into every There's situation. Yeah, they story were like, after story. SEC yeah. team will say that guy cost me wins yeah. over the last like, ten years. Misapplied. I mean, not like you know, they don't like it. misapplied rules. Bad, you know, I mean, it's just like yeah. they say he gets heckled everywhere he goes, and he just doesn't even give a shit. Right. Probably yeah. likes it. Hey, he might. Could be a serial killer. Maybe he doesn't have any. Hey, emotion. you know what? <laughs> Fuck him. Get the fuck out of College Park, you piece of dog shit. <laughs> All right, on to hockey. On to hockey. Let's go. All right, Colorado shit. looks really fucking good. Dude, uh, I picked them. I picked them. You did pick them. I think you picked them from the beginning. I did. Um, um, they, looked, they looked really fucking good against Edmonton. Um, you know, Edmonton, as good as they are and as exciting, they look a little bit still like pretenders. They got holes in that lineup, yeah. and, and Mike Smith did them no favors in terms of being able to, to be a difference maker. He wasn't terrible, but it just You know what? He was a lot like Samsonov. He, he was. Just running all over the place, not standing in his crease, three spectacular saves, and then a softy. Mm-hmm. You're just like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. How is he making all these saves, but he can't stop that one? <laughs> what I think was impressive about the sweep was Edmonton wasn't that bad nope. in Colorado. And then they came home, and they played great, I mm-hmm. thought, in game three. And Colorado just got it done. And then I thought last night Edmonton was the better team for much of that game. But you just can't keep up with the firepower that yeah. Colorado has. Yeah, I mean, when I went to bed, it was like 3-1 Edmonton after two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were up 4-2. Um and then actually Colorado went up uh, by, by four. four. Really? Edmonton tied it, and then Colorado won it in overtime. What a, what a game. Yeah, it was a good I game. mean, listen, anybody but the fucking Rangers. Anybody right. from the so, fuck but the fucking Rangers, man. So Colorado's in the finals, and we get fucking New York <laughs> and Tampa tonight. Tampa's got to win this game. I would you, think so. You would think, but New York was, was in control of game three. They were not in control of game three. I they, completely they, when they, disagree. When they were up 2 nothing, it looked pretty good. Dude, they were dominated. In my opinion, that was a smoke and mirrors game, and that's what I was afraid of if the Caps had drawn New York, was, bro, 10, 12, 14 shots a period, Shesterkin stands on his head, and then they get two fucking lame-ass power play goals or it's something. Off a Kreider's ass or something. Exactly, yeah. and that's kind of what it felt like. So in the third period the other night, I was glad Palat scored the game winner in regulation because I looked up. It was 49 to 24 when Pulat scored in terms of shots on goal. Right. And he had to score to get the last minute winner. Scoring chances in the third period were 16 to nothing. I mean, how, how is that even a game? Well, the fucking Rangers. Well, hope, I mean, I am pleased, obviously, that Tampa, I mean, I, I want Tampa Bay to win because I just fucking despise the Rangers. I just, oh, me too. I hate them. I despise their media. I despise their players. I despise their fans. I like their coach. I don't know who the fuck he is. Gallant. Yeah, Gerard no, Gallant. Gallant. Yeah, yeah, that guy always looks drunk. Um, yeah. yeah, he does, doesn't he, though? <laughs> but, um, it's like a Euro just uh, Yeah, but I don't, I don't, you know, anybody but them. I'd, I'd like to see Tampa and Colorado with that pedigree. Um, I think and at that least confidence. that would be a little bit com- competitive. I think Colorado boat races New York, and it's not even competitive. Yeah, but I think, you know, I mean, I'm sure the NHL wants the Rangers because it's Big the market. fucking Rangers, man. It's the market, then, man. Yeah, New York's yeah. going to watch and all these – Morons who have never been fans before and now going to be like, I'm a Rangers fan. They're going to be out of my outside. You go to Quincy's in Damascus and all of a sudden there's Rangers jerseys in the finals. There's a dude that I'd wear one Toronto just piss Jerry off. Up there. I don't know why. He's always up Dude, there's some strange cats up there yeah. on well, a consistent course, basis. Man, that's why I love it. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, I was happy to see Toronto come back. You would, ha- you would think they'd have to win tonight. They Now they have the mojo. Um, I think if Tampa wins tonight, and 
And if they win handily, if they win like a 5-2 game, which is very possible, I think the series is over. I don't know, man. We always say shit like that, but in hockey, there is no fucking momentum. Yeah, you're right. it is, it, it, momentum ends at a game and then starts back up with another nah, game. Yeah, good call. So, good call. Um, I, don't, I actually don't think Vasilevsky's been great in this series. I don't think so either. Um, but you called it, Todd. I mean, you liked I, – I thought the Rangers were pretenders from the beginning, uh, but you said their goalie – uh, is he's probably legit, the best man. in the East, and he's legit, dude. And, but there were some times at Pittsburgh where they were thinking about taking him out. I know. You oh, know? I know. God, I wish they'd have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what could have been, man? Um, again, with the Caps, how beat up they were, <clears throat> I don't think they make a deep run anyway. No. They just they just weren't healthy enough. Um, would have been nice to just beat Florida, though. But Fuck. you can't. I mean, it, it, when you talk about how close everything is in the East, I mean, fuck, dude. I know. The Rangers were almost taken out by the Pens. I, I know. They, they would have been if, um, was it Jerry? Jerry? Yeah. Hadn't gone down? Yep. Um, then, and of course, they were on. lost Sid for a game. Yep. And yeah, and then they had to play that old dude who nobody, nobody had faith in but tried to act like they did. Oh, yeah, Domingue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Louis Domingue. So, so. Um, and the Caps, you know, obviously lost in six, but goddamn, every game was they were winning. I mean, Caps totally could have won that series. So. No, you're right. The East is super, super tight. Um, and like we talked about in the last pod, I mean, the, 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 the elephant in the room right now in the offseason for the Caps is what is the future of Nick Backstrom? Do we know anything? I, I, I read something in The Athletic that it basically was the same sort of options. Yeah. And the most likely option, well, I mean, retirement is not an option, um, at least one that's realistic. Um, him playing a full season at full strength is not really an option. Nope, correct. Um, so really the two options are long-term IR for the entire get-go and mm-hmm. probably for the next three years. Mm-hmm. Or um, do what uh, uh, Tampa Bay did with, with Kucherov. Kucherov. And, yep. and then when the center of the cap don't matter, you bring him back for the playoffs. And I, If I had to guess, that's probably the most likely scenario it wouldn't put it i I wouldn't put it past them that that's what they're going to do but you know and that's why when they did it with kucherov and everybody was like oh they're skirting around the you know uh the cba and they're doing this wrong and they're doing that wrong they did everything right the way the rules written is ridiculous yeah the fact that you can't have a guy retire and come off your books okay yeah that's why (laughs) i was talking to jeremy because like in nfl you can buy out the remaining portions of a contract by agreement. Injury and, settlements and yeah, things and, like and that. And he exactly. can retire and you sort of pay him less. And um, he'll get a portion of those funds over time, right. et cetera. You, you, you could yep. do it all team-friendly and player-friendly. But Absolutely. there's no reason to, to force Nicholas Backstrom to play when his body will not let him, but sure. financially he can't retire. Yep. Um, it that's just stupid. It, it's it's yeah. ass backwards. Well, just, On a side note, he is playing golf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but my, my nephew Bryce is uh, he's working at Congressional now, and uh, nice. and he shot a screenshot over to George because he was like, "Hey, I was uh, checking in the carts this morning, and this was a foursome, and it was Carlson, Backstrom, Dowd, and I forget who the fourth one was." And uh, think, doesn't Carlson live right over there? He does. So Carlson and ba- Carlson's a member at Columbia, and Backstrom's at Bethesda. Oh, is he? Okay. And I think nice. Dowd's at Congressional. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, bastards. Uh, that, that, that's well, a life I will never understand no, or no. Uh, have to worry no, the, about. The impression I'm getting though is that Nick actually still wants to play. It's not one of these things where he's like, "Oh, I gotta you know suck it up for three years and act like I'm trying just to get paid." I think he actually wants to play. I don't feel like at this it's a quality of life thing yet. 
hopefully no, hopefully it never gets there. I think he wants to. It's just going to take maybe another whole year to get back. Sure. But at the end of the day, uh, thank you, Backstrom, but God damn, dude, we could be so much better without him. Well, we here's the deal. Cap space. <clears throat> Assuming they do the correct – I mean, signings have to be good, right? So, sure, 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 sure. But to get that cap space um, and can be aggressive with goaltending and some, mm-hmm. some centers because, I mean, Backstrom, we've I've said this before and we've debated back and forth, he's – He's just old and slow, and I get it. He's crafty, and he's well. Old. He's never been fast. It's never no, been part but, of his game. But but he's not the same player he was. Of course not. Not even close. And he's not worth nine million dollars, nine and a half million dollars a year, no matter how many secondary assists he gets. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I just if if they can get if they can have that space and get somebody that's more impactful, that's the best thing for the team. Mm-hmm. Well, it leads. It comes back to our discussion regarding Eller when you were throwing out names of who yeah. who would we be open to moving. Got to keep him now. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you slot him at, at 2C, it's a completely different scenario, both money-wise and everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it kind I mean, of works, right? Obviously, if ba- yeah. I mean, Backstrom's going to be on long-term injured reserve. The question is, is how long is he going to be yeah, on right. it? Right. And um, he does the club no favors for being on it less than the a full regular season or like damn near 60 games. Right. You know, I mean, because if, if he's going to come back and you have to account for that in your free agency spending, then you can't really count that towards free agency spending. Sure. Right. Sure. And well, if he I, comes yeah. back and he's half the player you could get with that money, just makes it a little bit hard for a Caps fan to really want him to try to push to get back. Yep, well, absolutely. Makes you wonder if you can just sort of say, "Look, we're we are right enough next season. Forget about it. You're not going to play. You're going to be on LTIR the whole year. If in April you do feel up to it, you know, and we've got room, maybe the playoffs, Kucherov style is an answer. But don't even. But other than that, don't even think about it. Just say you need the year because that was probably I think it was, from what it sounded like that was part of the problem. He came back as fast as he could, and just the the maintenance he had to do just to play every game yeah. was brutal. So there was no keeping in shape. There was no no workouts. It was all this prep to play. So if he doesn't even try the the, the play part and just tries to get you know up to that ninety percent or whatever, he's never going to be hundred. Tries to get to ninety. Well, maybe at that point, then you can move on next season and, and play him sixty games or something like that. Give a whole year. And this, at this point, we what almost be eighteen months if he didn't mm-hmm. play at all. See what happens. And that way, you, you got that money because you know Wilson's going to be on LTIR for at least a couple months too. Like that's I, I true. think that's new since our last pod, isn't it? Yeah, but the ACL yes, news. Yes, but but that there you know he's coming back at some yeah. point during the year. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. As far as the numbers go, you count him in yes. on your regular yeah, season. I mean, it sounds like Nick in his hip, it's just wear and tear, and the mileage on the hip that he's already had surgery. Mm-hmm. Right, it ain't getting better. Right. Like, there ain't no getting better. Um, and, um, I mean, just his comments after the, you know, it's never going to be 100%. Right. Ever. Right. right. So, um, and I get it. You know, nobody's ever 100%. But he seemed really dejected. And then McClellan said, basically, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not going to watch him do what he did this year and to right. himself. Mm-hmm. Because yep. it was awful to watch him try to get ready to play. Right. Um, right. So, um that's good. I mean, if you're Nick Backstrom, 
you, you ha- the good news is is that you have a team willing to watch out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, who's going to do right by you? Um, and That's you're going to do right by them, and you're going to get paid, um, and uh, you have time to either try to come back and play or not try to come back and play. Mm-hmm. But either way, you're going to be on long-term IR. The question that I have, let's, so I assume it's, it's nine, 90%, nine times out of 10, we will not see Nick back from next year in the regular season. I, I, I can't imagine so. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's where we're looking at right now. I mean, I I think it should be the plan even just for his health yeah. because he tried to not rush back, but he obviously wasn't ready if he has to do that much just to skate once every three days. I mean, right. that was the consensus from the athletic article. I assume it was Bashir, but yeah. And that was sort of the, you know, he was sort of saying what are the most likely scenarios. That was by far um, the question was, is would he try to come back for a – uh, for uh, a playoff run, um, what? Where does you know the name I'm going to give you, Malkin? Do, where does that stand? Has he done anything with Pittsburgh? I know he was lowballed with the five million dollar offer. No, right? I think he and Latang basically just said, "Yeah, <laughs> nice try," no. <laughs> but you know, but that doesn't preclude them from no. negotiating and resigning. Yeah, with I know them. it is a sort of a weird tactic, though. It is if your management to throw out some lowball argument or offer that you know is going to be laughed at by the player um, in a public way. I mean, at least with the uh, the commanders, they're disrespecting Terry McLaurin <laughs> silently. Well, um, Hextall doesn't care what anybody thinks about him, so. That's a fact. No, and, um, and you know what? They may be doing the same sort of analysis. You, you know, Gino, thanks for everything you did for us. Mm-hmm. We love the Cups. We're always going to remember you. Sure. But that was Gino a couple years ago. The Gino now is not worth all the fucking drama. Well, you know what's funny is that Three of the most consistent Eastern Conference teams really in the last decade and a half are Pittsburgh, Washington, and Boston. And all three teams are at a crossroads right now. I mean, Pittsburgh's old. They, they're two, old. They're old and their Letang. cap is bad. Their cap is worse than Washington. Absolutely. Latang and Malkin, they might not be on the roster. I mean, kind of head scratcher, right? Washington, Backstrom. What, what do you do there? They're, they're up against it on the cap. Their goaltending situation is very meh. Um, like you said, Jerry or Jeremy, um, Wilson's out for the first couple months with uh, recovery. So they're they're odd. And then Boston, who everybody's saying that was going to basically have to blow everything up, well, they started at the top. Bruce Cassidy's gone. Yeah. Cassidy's gone. And Bergeron is going to most likely retire. He's going to retire. Marshawn had some kind of hips, double hip thing. Um, McAvoy and Grizzlick are both out at least a couple months. Absolutely. Um, So, you know. That's yeah, you got, again, three really proud teams that you could just pencil in somewhere in the top four or five in the Eastern Conference. They're big wild cards right now. Yeah. That means lots of opportunity for other teams. <laughs> the Devils, who you've been championing I'm for telling years. you. I'm fucking One of these years, you. he's going to be right. Yeah. Goddamn right. They're always <laughs> in the cellar, but one of these years. <laughs> no, but they're, they're building. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's coming yet, but it's, it'll happen in the next few years. I mean, isn't every team building? <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, not, uh, not Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, no, they've, they've, the, they've been digging. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, the Devils are almost going down that Pittsburgh Washington road mm-hmm. of two or three top five picks in a row. Yep, and it's going to take a few years for them to get there, and then they got to add a couple pieces, and you know, yeah, but then they'll be there. Again, it's going to be a few they're more years. Be a thorn in our side—that's the thing. They're going to be a pain in the ass. They're not going to be. You have yeah. to win because these guys you're signing and developing. When they become free agents, yeah. they don't want to play for fucking Faux perennial show. losers. Faux show. You know, again, again see Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Go ahead, Jerry. I mean, I just, it is, you know, 
you know, we 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 have hated Pittsburgh and Boston for so long mm-hmm. that um, we are now the old guys on the block. That, uh, uh, but I think we have an opportunity here with the Backstrom situation to be able to get much better, much quicker. I don't know about long term development because I'm not a big believer in long term development in any sport. I think you draft for now, you build for each year. Each year is its own individual year. Um, I. I believe that the salary cap, at least in football, is uh, sort of an illusion. I mean, it's there, but you can always, if you have a plan of how to build, you can always be creative with the cap mm-hmm. to satisfy it that year. Sure. And the old adage, the cap always catches up with you, well, eh, not really. Mm-hmm. Right? So, because look at Kansas City. They reload all the time. Yep. Yep, um, yep. Well, the biggest, yeah, but, go ahead. The biggest difference, though, because, I mean, I agree for the most part, but the NFL, you got – Non-guaranteed money. You can restructure. You can't do either one of those things in the NHL. That's right. So. Basketball and, and hockey. Yeah, basketball too. You're right. You know? Yep. Because um, you're everything's guaranteed. Well, and and I mean, coming off the Backstrom conversation, you are hamstrung by the rules at some point. You know, you don't have the flexibility to buy people out or right. to you defer don't. salary or do any of that kind of stuff. But you are right, Jerry. And I, I and that's why I say when people are like, "Blow up the caps, blow up the caps," I'm like, we really just need. <laughs> you got to reshuffle the deck chairs on what you have as known quantities, and then you've got to be able to fill holes with impactful players. I'm one of those people that say, blow it up. Get rid of all your old players. But the players that I'm talking about are the ones where age is catching up with them, Mm -hmm. like a Backstrom. Right. Right. Nature may have taken that option Mm -hmm. anyway. Sure. Um, And so as painful as it is is to say, and as – you know, disrespectful, it seems to me to say the Caps are better off if Nick Backstrom just sort of fades out and they can use that cap space rather than trying to toughen it out. Oh, oh 100%. Oh, if, you know, play. if you want to be a dick about it, which I have no problem doing, you, you, trade him, you trade him to Arizona. Right. You just trade him to Arizona, give him a second round pick and let him, you know, pay him so they can be at the, at the floor. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yep. You know, I mean, that's, I, mean, I don't want to do that, but I mean, that's, that's the best no, thing but for that's the Caps. Where if, you know, if the teams are, are all doing right by each other, if Arizona's on board with it, and if Backstrom's like, hey, I don't give a shit. Cool. He's like, yeah. they got great golf courses there. Let's fucking go. Exactly. You know? Or, <laughs> well, you don't even have to go there. You don't have to go there. He has to go there on paper. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but he'll stay, he'll stay the fuck here and still yeah. go to Caps games and watch them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, but there are ways. I, I am more intrigued by that. I still think um, that um, obviously they're going to need a center. Um, and obviously someone like Malkin for a lot of the, you know, uh, off the ice relationships that he has with the Russians and, mm-hmm. and Ovechkin and et cetera. And the fact that it's a good media story sure. and that he is hated by Washington um, fans and he would come here um, to his biggest rival to play with his friends. That's just good. That's good media. That's mm-hmm. good publicity. Sure. I have no idea if – uh, inside the building, McClellan thinks he's worth any of that shit. Well, right. Speaking of media and publicity, Kadri's their name has been thrown out there now. He's a free agent. Who? So Kadri, one of the most hated players in the league. God, but now everybody guy. loves him because he got treated like shit after the whole. You know what? I was. I, I. I am becoming that old dude who nobody <laughs> likes because I was like that fucking goalie is awesome. I want to get that goalie. Pretty much, if anybody's hated on RMNB. A rush machine ever breaks. Yeah. And they're like, absolutely not. 
I'm always like, we got to get that guy. <laughs> That's a pretty good way to go, actually. Yeah, Look at all to. these fucking morons that refuse to even consider Evander Kane. They'd rather the Caps lose every game, right? How many goals did that fucker guy score? Oh, yeah. I mean, you think he would have helped us out a little bit? I yeah. get he's a dick. I get it, man. He's a fucking asshole. Sure. I, I don't want to be friends with him. But at the end of the day, I don't really give a fuck about any of these dudes. Mm-hmm. I don't know them. They don't know me. That's sure. why I laugh at everybody in the West Virginia boards, right? Mm-hmm. They ha- Not only do you have to win, you have to win with the right kind of guy. Fuck that. We don't even know these people, <laughs> right? I'm not saying I don't want you to be an axe murderer, right? right. But if you're a Wait till after you, you right. use your eligibility up before you do that. Yeah, I mean, if you're a cap and you don't like fans and you don't really fucking, you're not a team rah-rah guy and you're not going to go to the Christmas party, the Halloween party with your girl and dress up like, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, Mork and Mindy, right? Or right, right, whatever right. they do. So they, they take pictures of them. If you're not that guy and you're not uh, uh, like an activist like Holtby, who gives a fuck? Right. I don't give a shit about what your political views, religious views are, what. Do you play and do you win? Because that makes gives me joy. And mm-hmm. that's all I care about is the winning. And then once the TV's off, I don't give a fuck about any of the caps. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, well, yeah that's right? fair. So if you're not, it seems to me, now nah, I get it. You can't take a rapist on your team, right? There's, you just can't do it. But these quote-unquote bad guys, because either they're outspoken for one political party or the other, or they, you know, like D'Angelo, mm-hmm. just a fucking dick. You know, yep. Kane, and I get it, he may have done some disrespectful shit to, to women. I get it. But unless there are convictions and probation and he can't travel to Canada and all that shit, I'm pretty much like, can that dude help me win? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm going to trust that the leadership, including Ovechkin in that locker room, is going to handle his ass. Yep. Right? And D'Angelo, for as dickhead of a move as he is, he seemed to be well-liked in Carolina. Mm-hmm. He was always taken up for his, uh, for his teammates. Right? Right. They didn't seem to have a problem with him. Nope. Um, no, I agree. And he was pretty effective for them. <clears throat> well, I mean, look, it's still, it's still, a, uh, it's still a very brutal sport. And to your point, the locker rooms kind of take care of themselves. Yeah. You know, and you've got a lot of miscreants on a lot of these teams. And you hear about some of them, you don't hear about others. The, the ones you don't hear about, they keep it under wraps on purpose. Right. You know, and guys like Ovechkin are like, hey, shut the fuck up and don't do that again. Yeah. Don't yeah. talk to the media or I'll beat your ass. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Well, that's like, I like the way Buffalo handled him in, in, uh, in Winnipeg. Was, yeah. You know, throwing his suits in the shower and just basically disrespecting him all over the place because he disrespected the whole team. It was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Who was that? That was Kane. Buffalo. <clears throat> we're the big defenseman from uh-huh. uh, Winnipeg. Oh, you love Buffalo. He just, you know, he was, what, was he, 6'5", 280, whatever, yeah. maybe 290. And he just, he was like, Kit punk, you know, don't bring that shit around here. I think I don't know if they chopped it up and threw it. They basically threw his suit in the shower. They just fucked with him all the time. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I am, uh, I am hopeful that, and I and I assume that um, McClellan. I mean, I can't say a lot of his um, moves have been home runs, but they haven't been disasters either. But this is a big year for him, man. <clears throat> this is a big year. We I totally think, I, and, and you hinted on this earlier in the season, Jerry, and I think you're right. McClellan's done a really nice job post McPhee, but he's been very safe at the same time because it's hard to criticize most of what he's done, but he hasn't really done anything that you go, wow, you know? And the best thing he did was not fuck up when McPhee left, Mm -hmm. keep the core together, and then like I just said, you don't have to blow it up sometimes. You just have to find the right hole fillers. Well, he did that year. He, and it takes, he found those guys. You're going to need two or three new pieces, and that's not easy. A goalie and probably a, two forwards, 
Um, and they don't really have any flexibility aside from the Baxter money. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, and not re-signing yeah. Schultz. I mean, Schultz is going. No, I'm pretty sure. I don't think they're re- going to re-sign anybody. I really don't. Unless it's somebody like, like Johansson on a minimum deal or something like that. So. Well, McClellan and Laviolette need to get past the first round. I don't care if they go undefeated in the regular season. If they don't get out of the first round, I think they're gone. <clears throat> I'm I'm very interested to see when you talk about Laviolette there in coaching. We just talked about Boston now with a the vacancy. There's a lot of big-name teams that let go of established veteran coaches that are no longer employed. It's going to be really interesting to see. Does the renaissance of yeah. younger coaches start to come up? Because, I mean, Edmonton's coach is very young. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado's coach is fairly young mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of unproven. John gotta, Cooper's considered a young coach. Yeah, you got to think Halpern is going to be Dude, that's what tab. I was saying. Yeah. That I, I dropped his name last time. Well, and, and you know, I, that came up in one of the pods I was listening to. I don't remember which one it was, but that's the thing. Is, is it, why would he leave right now? I mean, obviously, he wanted a head coaching job, but it's like, you know, if that's because he want, if maybe he only wants one job, and that would probably be Washington. Well, he still so, has so many ties to this area. Yeah, I, I mean, think well, he still has a home here. Well, he grew up in Potomac. What do we yeah, do, Churchill? I'm pretty sure he still I mean, has know, so, a home in Potomac. Um, He's a member of one of the clubs. He knows all the good old boys, he knows McClellan. Yeah. Uh, I well, I mean, I think he. Why wouldn't he get a job this year? Well, he um, might. He might not really want it. I mean, it's like you know, look at Brunette. He didn't want that who job. Who won took Boston? It. That's a that's a that's a that's a storied fucking franchise yeah. with a solid fan base and a good nucleus of do. That's a that's an attractive job. I would. It's attractive, but it's tough too. I think it, it's tough. The 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 media is really tough there, and uh, we just talked about it. Their 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 roster is kind of a mess. It's tough here, dude. He has to fucking undergo wings, beers, and tears. Scrutiny. That's true. That is true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He gets he gets hit by the nerds on Japers. He gets hit by the uh, emotional the guys boys, on, on yeah. RMNB. Right. And then he gets the logic from us. You know? I'm uh, <laughs> I, I'm pretty certain that there's only five people right now ever like analyzing the caps like we do. It's us and Brashear. Like and maybe Ben standing every once in a while uh, when, he, when he retweets something that, he, <laughs> you know. But nobody else locally really. Well, it's sure as shit, not anybody on the team or one hundred six seven the fan. <laughs> oh my god! Before we before we're done today, we got to spend the rest of the time on the Commanders. Okay, <laughs> dude. All right. First of all, the 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 shift is is in full swing. The the Redskins are no more. We will call them the Redskins in our vernacular probably for the next, what, five, six, seven years? Yeah, I will, until they win. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just going to be a slip of the tongue, having been a childhood team of mine. Skins. 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 Yep. I will say this. I think I I don't give a fuck what they're called. Again, if they had stayed the Washington football team, I couldn't have cared less. I agree with you. However, I will say this. I think the the helmets look pretty good. The uniforms are... A hundred times the, better than those the, red, the Redskins. Those red hel- burgundy helmets are mulling. I yeah. think that the, the the different color matching schemes that they that I've seen on on Twitter and everything and Instagram look fantastic. The clean look, really is clean, awesome. really yes. sharp. Everything's awesome. great. Um, but the name, but sucks. just the, the name Commanders is fucking awful. It's, it's not just it's not bad. like terrible. It's not like it, it's just like blah. you know what? It's better than the Guardians. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. Which, by the way, I saw the box score the other night because Baltimore was playing them. And I was literally like, like what? what the fuck is going <laughs> what on? What sport is this? Uh, I was like, is this like a friendly against in some my opinion, team? <laughs> yeah, In my opinion, and I think a lot of people agree with me, if they did the exact same uniform but were the Washington Red Wolves, that would be cool as shit. Dude. Probably. That yeah. would be, it, that the, would be the cool Red Wolves, as shit. Lo, the Red Wolves, th- that whole script wrote itself. Yeah. 
And w- did you tell me the reason they weren't the Red Wolves was because Some of... Some sort of trademarking issue. Or that that makes no fucking s- bullshit. That makes oh, no really sense whatsoever. Such bullshit. Yeah, it, it's, it's just... A, they didn't want it because it had the name Red in it. And some PR moron said that's going to, you know, you're going to subject yourself to further scrutiny. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> if people hate the franchise because they hate Dan Snyder, it don't fucking matter what you call the name. No. It doesn't 100%. matter how many minorities you hire in places of power, sure. females, any sort of any sort of PR moves you try to make. It doesn't matter because they hate Dan Snyder and they should. Absolutely yep. right. All right, counselor, you're you're in the know. Does any of the latest bullshit have any traction where people are saying that he's going to get a subpoena to have well, to they, testify they, and do anything else? I my mean, guess is that they will not subpoena him because if they wanted to subpoena him, they already um, would have. They would have. This is all PR for the for congressmen who want their 15 minutes of fame and want to be able to say, I tried. This is abhorrent. Right. And they can have right, their little right, right, right. Um, speeches for and, and news blurbs. It's nothing. Um if you're Dan Snyder, of course you ignore a request to appear for. What's the upside, mm-hmm. right? People questioning you already hate you because <laughs> they're polling people tell them to hate you, right? right. So you're going to just, no, no matter, there is no answer you can give that anybody one is going to care about, two, believe, or three, side with you. You're, Dan Snyder will never sway public opinion that he is a good owner. Right, and that he is a good dude, and that he treats people with respect. He is the worst owner in all of sports, and he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, right. And so, if yes. you're him, why show up? If yeah. you're Roger Goodell, why show up? If you want to subpoena me, subpoena me. Mm-hmm. With all the problems we got in this country, this is where your focus is. Right. And then now you allow him to have a little bit of uh, PR wise. You allow him to be like, "What the fuck? This is a waste of time." And mm-hmm. now people are start saying, "Why are you wasting resources?" Then it becomes political right Right. so the answer is no okay this is just a dog and pony show Mm -hmm. i doubt he's going to be subpoenaed um and i doubt goodell's going to be subpoenaed um and (laughs) i'm sure they're back the most boring quarter ever well i I mean they're too powerful they're more powerful (laughs) than congress i did yeah i did hear that goodell was uh, he might be willing to talk to him because he He's such a lawyer anyway, and he knows he didn't do anything wrong. So, he, you know, unlike, I would be know, stunned. So. I, I would, I mean, I'd be surprised too. Because I would but say, I guess um, no way Snyder, maybe 10% chance. Uh, right. I would go into not only Washington, but all these other franchises. What do you know? Mm-hmm. Right? What like you, you know? said, it, it, the good old boy network has never been stronger in the NFL. They don't want other owners talking about other owners as much as they hate each other. Right. Jones and Snyder might hate each other. I bet you Jerry Jones would be like, do not let him talk. Absolutely. Yeah. And th- yeah. This thing with Colin Kaepernick, he hadn't been signed. It was all a show. I can't believe Colin Kaepernick let himself be used by the Raiders. Mark Davis gets in trouble with a PR scandal of something he did or said. And two weeks later, Colin Kaepernick's bringing in, bringing in for a, uh, a workout, which apparently went amazing, except no offer is going to be made. <laughs> so that's how amazing it was. It's, a, it's, it's all PR. Right. You know, Dan right. Snyder gets all this. Boom! Now we're now we're putting up statues of Sean Taylor, <laughs> right? Out, like within forty eight hours. <laughs> now we're hiring nothing but minorities, which is fine. Jason Wright's a smart dude; he deserves it. Um, uh, Julie Donaldson is now <laughs> vice president of communications. Mm-hmm. Okay, and on the radio. Okay, you know, and 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 everything they do is try to offset the bad PR that right. they get. Right. Right. So. 
if everybody in the world wants to gang up on Dan Snyder to make him quit, I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. All for it. <laughs> sure. He is a disaster, terrible human being. Mm -hmm. But I just don't have any faith in Congress to do that. No. And once politicians get involved, you know it's become a non-serious issue now. Mm -hmm. And bottom line is, if he's willing to take all this scrutiny and, and live in his cave, which he essentially which does. Which he does. Why, why, why do. would he ever want to sell? Right. You I know, mean, if it does, what more, you know, I mean, what he, what more does he have to know that nobody likes him? Not one person, not one. And so we'll finish it off family. So we'll finish it off with the stadium fiasco as it is right now. Now it's not a fiasco right now. Cause it's still in the works. They can't get out of FedEx until what is it? 2026, 27, I think 27. Yeah. Um, and they don't and, have to leave then necessarily. No, they so. don't have to correct. Or at least they can. Right. And that's what people are saying is. The latest and greatest state-of-the-art stadiums that have been built recently are right in that five-year build range. So they're like, you need to get the land now if you want to begin the 2027 or 2028 season on time. So, right. so um, the, my understanding was they put it like an offer for 100 acres or 1,000 yeah. acres or 100,000 acres. Or like a, it's like an offer for an option or whatever. Right. but it was, <laughs> At least with an option to but buy. It, yeah, but it was an illusion. It yes. wasn't an actual offer. It was an right. offer yeah, with 75 I mean. conditions, <clears throat> including uh, government support and lending. Right? And that's where which now hit. the Which now the senators are getting their 15 minutes going, no, I object and I, you right. know, and they right. come out and say it. So um, – <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to be associated with Dan Snyder. No. Um, and, and also, um, I just don't think anybody wants to be associated with the, with the franchise because it's kind of a dog franchise. It's a shit franchise, and when you look at the areas to put a stadium, other than going to the old RFK site, literally everything comes with giant asterisks where you go, oh, shit, really? And DC has pretty much said no. Which They're is not the going biggest to subsidize asterisk. it. So, <laughs> well, the, you know. the, the RFK site is now a historic site. So yep. it's not even a, if DC wanted to, they'd say. Yep. You know, right. So, so I mean, there, so like Jeremy said earlier, I mean, options really are <laughs> we've heard down the 95 corridor somewhere. We've heard out like the Dulles Access Road somewhere. And we've heard basically FedEx 2 somewhere in Largo or Landover or Upper Marlboro somewhere. Why don't they just tear down the existing stadium and make a better stadium? Well, that's that's the, the FedEx, too. They would build it right next door, and so, so they would basically keep the old one up until 27 so they could play and not have to move somewhere else for a year or two. And then as soon as that season's over, because the new stadium's done, then they knock that down and keep building around that stadium, the new mm -hmm. stadium. Yeah, I mean, we so. played our championship game in that PG County complex. Yeah, that sports, sports learning. learning complex. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. next to it. So. It's a nice facility. Yeah. Um, and you it's can, just a shitty area to get to. Everything's a shitty area to get to on the, in, 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 on the interstate. Uh, no, 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 fair enough. And I guess where I was going with that was no public transit access. There is no public transit access. And no. I just I find it hard to believe when you're that in is, one of the major markets in this country that you don't use public transit. But I don't understand. Yes. Like Baltimore doesn't have public transit. Well, I guess they do. They have the light rail. Yeah, they got a couple that, things. That, but that, It's just easier to get in and out of there. So much easier. I don't understand why it's so hard <laughs> to get in and out of. Dude, I don't get it, Because there's a man. fucking interstate there. I, I don't get it. You would think they'd have 16 different ways to enter well, and leave the, the lot. That's part of what they would do because the 400,000 Maryland's committing is like, well, we're going to upgrade that area anyway. Take care of all this, you know. Half of it's going to be just for infrastructure. The other half's going to be for, you know, I think, commercial buildup in that area. 
So, I mean, that's that's the benefit if you stay in Maryland. Yeah, I mean, it is like a shitty area for, like, businesses, too. It's like, tough. That, that has that old mall over there that, no, that nothing's really in. Yeah, um, so they've started to build up parts of 202 and 214. <clears throat> but like you said, if it's not a game day or it's not, like, a concert or a, a third-party event there, you're, you're really not going to that part of the Beltway. No. I mean, I, I had club levels for five years, 15, 20 years ago, right? And the worst part about... Uh, after the product was just getting out of there. Jerry, I would leave in the third quarter no matter what the score was because I didn't want to sit there for three hours dude, trying to you. get out of a fucking... I'm with you. Jeremy and I went to the opening game. God, what year was that, Jeremy? I don't know, 04, 05 against the Jets, something like that? Yeah, it was against the Jets when Vinny Testaverde was still with the Jets, and uh, it was the Spurrier year. We left... It was a 7 o'clock game, right? Because it was one of those uh, doubleheader... Correct. It was a 7 o'clock Thursday night game. Thursday, yeah. We left Rockville at 3 p.m. Something like that. We rolled in at kickoff. Well, we were in the parking lot by like, or on the the outskirts of the parking lot by 5 o'clock. It took us two hours to park. An hour and a half to park. (laughs) I mean, it's unbelievable. That's the way, I mean, when uh, West Virginia played Virginia Tech or BYU or one of those teams, it took fucking three hours to get in the parking lot. It's, It's unbelievable. Well, I had season tickets for, what, a year or two. And I just remember, basically, I had to leave at 8 in the morning, and I would get home about 7 o'clock at night for a 1 o'clock game <laughs> for one o'clock on a Sunday. Game. And then you'd have to go to work Monday. You ever seen fuck? that Geico commercial where they, they're trying to com- uh, convince young people not to become their parents? Yes, yes, right? yes, yes, yes. And one of them was <laughs> at, a, at a stadium where it was like, all right, let's not talk about when we're leaving, right? And let's not talk about the before he walked That in was yet, me, yeah. dude. I, every time in the third period, oh. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here because I don't want to stay. I don't want to be here for three hours. Jerry, I, we would do the same things with at Caps games. I would have the little app on my phone. I'd be like, all right, when's the next train coming? I'm like, we're up 3-1. Shit, if we get out of here now, we could beat the rush. Like, yeah. God. When you're driving and you know you're getting on the Beltway from Landover and you're heading home, God, it's the worst feeling. Especially when the, you know, the skins had just dropped another fourth quarter lead, <laughs> which no matter how much they're up in the fourth quarter, they're losing it. Well, we won't, we won't run into those, those issues this year, because there's going to be like 35,000 people there. <laughs> Honestly, I think the last game I went to, it's probably not correct, is when RG3 faked his injury. <laughs> I think that is the last game you went Was it the same season we went to that one game against Carolina? Yeah, dude, I got year? so drunk. Yeah. that I don't know how we got back to my law office. Yeah, I drove your Suburban yeah. back or whatever, and then yeah. you crashed on the couch for a few hours. And I fell asleep at my office yeah. <laughs> because I was too drunk to drive the 10 miles to the – I mean, I, and I, I went to Manhattan Pizza and got – I mean, I was so <laughs> fucked up. Because um, yeah, I had parked at your office. Yeah. Uh, yesterday year. Was that a playoff game? No, it was no, the random random Carolina. Random. One o'clock. Ah, the good old days when we could actually hang. <laughs> now we all watch from the comfort of our uh, living rooms and then just pass out at home. So before we end, because uh, it looks like Major's getting fired up, so that means someone's here. Yes. Um, I, are you guys still surprised that the Commanders have not done more in the offseason in terms of signing? Because I thought that they were keeping that space for Terry, but now we're getting into July, and what's I, the holdup? I have no idea what they're doing. I'm um, I got nothing. No, I'm not sure either, but I just think that they uh, they think that they have a lot of what they need. I, they might be waiting even longer for some camp cuts, you know, some salary cap cuts. I bet cuts. you Landon Collins comes back. I bet you Landon Collins comes I actually back. wouldn't be surprised at all uh, if he comes after back. A June, it's yeah. a June 1 release. And well, he, already, cause he, released, he finally made it official after yeah. the first. He's gone now. So I bet you he comes back. That's yeah. possible. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Well, they need, they need some help. They need some help. Yeah, but – 
I think right now they're positioned well for the playoffs, just as is right now. Their schedule is easy. Um, they, I think Carson Wentz is going to be better than people yeah. think. He's I think he's going to be better yeah. than they think, and I think the key guy right now is Curtis Samuel. Yes. Dude, right. he's healthy and can if play. If he's healthy and can play, and you put him with Dotson and McLaurin, and then you got two a stable of two running backs and tight ends that you know that can you got weapons now and a pretty and decent offensive line. My last thought really is basically piling on with Wentz, Samuel, these other weapons. This team was wasn't great last year, but the schedule was brutal. I think if you just get a few more first downs every game, you're in so much better shape. Your defense will look better. Everything will look better. Only, only talking maybe a one first down per quarter the whole season, which is easier said than done. That's all they need. They set themselves up to do that. And that's why I have a little more confidence oh, I, I th- than usual. I think that they're positioned well to make the playoffs. Hey, man, let's go. Commanders all day, baby. Woo! Yay, Commanders. All right, boys. Wings, beers, and tears. We might not see you for a couple weeks, dear fans, because the sports world in the DMV is drying up even more so than it already is. So until then, see ya. Peace. Later.